from here on out, I'm just going to spout nonsense. This is going to be crazy people I make up in my mind. So it's going to be just like every other episode. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 92 of Comical Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Corbett, and with me is... Sharpie McDingleberry. Sharpie McDingleberry. <laughs> well, that's certainly a new one. <laughs> I am a professional voice actor. Oh, yeah? Yes. Let's see what you got. Okay. The test came back positive. You have the clap. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Lord Horsley's in the house. <laughs> I like to see Chris draw that up. What? <laughs> Sharpie McDingleberry? Yeah. <laughs> From here on out, I'm just going to spout nonsense. This is going to be crazy people I make up in my mind. So it's going to be just like every other episode. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny. <laughs> well, anyway, anyways, guys, uh, forgive my voice a little bit. I've been sick for the last week or so. And then we went to Comic Palooza Fanfare, which is a smaller event that Comic Palooza is having in the middle of the summer yesterday. And I talked the entire day. I couldn't shut up. Everybody was wanting to talk to me. So uh, my voice is just wrecked right now. <laughs> Mr. Popular, popular. But uh, it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun there, and we're going to talk a little bit about that in a little while. But first, we're going to do as we always do and talk about some comics. So what were your top two this week, Miguel? Number two for me, and this is, I've never, I don't think I've ever selected this comic book ever. Uh, Sex Criminals number 12, Matt Fraction and Chip Sidorsky. Why don't you tell our listeners about it? <laughs> I don't know how to describe that. Vagina tentacles, penis things. <laughs> <laughs> people getting slapped, vagina monsters trying to kill the heroes of the story. Uh, it's really messed up. I'll, I'll take it over from you because <laughs> you're not you. doing it right. I don't know what, I don't know what to say. <laughs> so at the end of the last issue are, are two heroes. I, I can't remember their names, but they're the ones that can have sex and freeze time. Yes. That's, that's their power. So they freeze time, and they're trying to track down these people that the sex police are after. The sex police are coming for you. That's right. They broke into the, the head woman's office and stole all of her files on everybody. <laughs> you said head. So the first person they go to see is this guy who is really into like Japanese hentai porn. And you know, he jacks himself off. And, and when he finishes, a little fairy comes out of him. <laughs> <laughs> where does it come out of? <laughs> you, you know where it comes out of. And it starts talking to him. And it's like really, really bizarre. But it's been like two months since that issue came out, and we had a little break. Mm -hmm. And then this issue starts with our two heroes walking into that room right after the fairies come out. They left you with the dick fairy for two months to think about that. Then they came back. And the fairy <laughs> is uh, malicious. You know, she starts screaming in Japanese and, and talking about how she's going to kill them with glitter ejaculate and, you know, <laughs> rape their faces and just like, <laughs> like horrible, horrible things. But the people don't understand. They're trying to communicate with her and like be friendly. And then she turns into this giant tentacle monster and starts, you know, trying to kill them. <laughs> well, where do the tentacles come from? Well, they, they called them uh, vaginticles. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> it's a really, really twisted, twisted series. Uh, so the heroes run away from this fairy jizz demon thing and they go down to the, the basement to try to get away and find his weird sex lair and he has all kinds of like messed up toys and stuff in there and then uh there's like a buddha with eighty thousand dongs on it like <laughs> what the hell is that <laughs> it was it was really twisted it was really twisted um and the demon of course chases him and 
you know, she manages to figure out a way to defeat the demon, which I don't want to spoil in case you yeah, want to read it. it. <laughs> but if you've read Sex Criminals, I'm sure you can figure it out. Um, the book's a lot of fun. It's really wacky. It's really bizarre. Chip Zdarsky, it's totally his sense of humor. Uh, if, if you're a fan of mature, bizarre <laughs> stories, uh, I definitely recommend reading Sex Criminals because it is wild. And don't forget, man, the hero's penis glows. Yeah. <laughs> she grabs him by it. <laughs> like, give me your give me your dick lightsaber. <laughs> going into the basement. Freaking hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's some real funny moments in there. It's it's like I said, it's twisted, but it's it's pretty damn funny. Uh, that was actually my number one. Uh, and you're still putting this book on top when you put them in my drawers to read, you bastard. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, if you're going to pull it out, I want people to see it. What? what, what? <laughs> I'm pulling nothing out. You're a showman. <laughs> Dick lightsaber. That's your episode name. <laughs> so, what was your uh, number one then? Oh man, it was tough. But I took uh, Guardians of Nowhere four by uh, Brian Michael Bendis and Mike Departo. Mike Depa- Mike Dodato. Mike Dodato. <laughs> Mike, Mike Diodato. Mike what? Diodato. How the hell do you get Diodato from that crap? It's spelled D E O D A T O. Why the hell did I write a D? <laughs> anyway, that dude's badass. Oh my gosh, this book was freaking awesome. Man, the Nova Corps comes in to help fight uh, the girl who we saw, who we think it was from the previous, the Black Vortex. Right. And she's just like kicking ass. Oh yeah. And and they can't even stand up to her. Even Gamora, who's all amped up, couldn't do she's crap. Got cosmic powers now. She doesn't even have a chance. Yeah. And then, I don't want to spoil it, but some people die. Some people that are very important to the Marvel Universe die. Like, people that are A-listers, as far as Marvel's concerned, get taken out. Now, this is just one version of those characters. I mean, there's other versions of those characters in Battleworld in different segments. But still, it's kind of shocking to see some of those people go. Yeah, and freaking impaled! Yeah. Uh, It was really good. It was in contention for my top three as well, but it didn't quite get there. I thought the other book that Marvel put out was just a little bit better. Uh, But that could be biased because I'm such a big fan of... That story. <laughs> and I think that's probably why this was my number one, because I am a little biased to the Guardians. Uh, and so that's probably my bad. I should probably step back from that. And I didn't, but I, I just loved it. It's like, wow. And then who shows up at the end? Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. It's definitely one of the better Secret Wars tie-ins. And I'm, I'm excited to see where Guardians go after Secret Wars. It's about to get, whoa, it's about to get crazy. Yeah. So uh, my number one, like I said, was Sex Criminals number 12. My number two was actually Infinity Gauntlet number four from Jerry Dugan and Dustin Weaver. Uh, anybody that listens to the show knows that I'm a big fan of Jerry Dugan's writing. Mm-hmm. And I'm really happy to see him writing this book because he gets to tackle Thanos, Yep, which is a character that I obviously love. Like I said, I'm a little bit biased. So it's about this family who have become the new Nova Corps. Mm-hmm. They've, uh, their mom has been resurrected by one of the Infinity Gems, and she gave them all Nova powers. So Thanos has been tagging along with them pretending to be a guy who's willing to help them, you know, pretending to be a good guy, whatever. And, uh, you know, they track down two of the Infinity Stones. They manage to take out all these, you know, insect bugs that are attacking them that are taking over the world they live in. And then Would they you find, like to know more? <laughs> then they find out where the next Infinity Gem is, and it happens to be the Soul Stone, which, if you know anything about the Soul Stone, you know it's Adam Warlock's. Mm-hmm. So we see Adam Warlock last issue, and then finally we confront him in this issue. And... There's a little bit of uh, back and forth between the mom and him trying to say, I want your stone, I want your stone. Yeah. You know? And it breaks down into a fight. Well, you know, the whole family's fighting against Warlock and his people, and out of nowhere, Drax the Destroyer, not Drax from the Guardians, but actual Drax the Destroyer, his old incarnation from, like, 
you know, back when he was first created, shows up and he's like, where's Thanos? He needs to die. Yeah. <laughs> and he just like busts through the ceiling and just starts attacking everybody. And then Thanos does show up. And when the tide of the battle is turning towards Adam Warlock's side, he shows up and just beats the shit out of, Than- out of uh, Adam Warlock, takes his soul gem and uses it to take all the other gems from the other woman. So now he has five of the six infinity stones mm-hmm. and he is about ready to alter reality in only the way that Thanos can. Of course. <laughs> Like I said before, I think that the Infinity Gauntlet is going to have something to do with how Secret Wars ends. So this is the uh, climax of that, or, or getting close to the climax of that, I think. <laughs> it, what the hell? I mean, Doom's a faker? What the hell's going on here, man? Doom's Can't. not a faker. I mean, he presented himself as God to all these people, and he was the one who saved everybody and whatnot. But, right. you know, he's not really a God. He's just a man who got the power to do this. There's something about the, something seriously going to go down. I can't wait to see what happens. Everybody wants to kick his ass. Everybody's challenging his throne. So it'll be interesting to see what happens as we wrap up Secret Wars. We're getting closer to the end. So yeah. kind of excited for all new, all different Marvel. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uh, things going on. We'll talk about that a little bit when we get to the news. Okay. But uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy with where Marvel's going right now. Alrighty then. <clears throat> so what was your pick of the week? Oh, man. Pick of the week is because uh, I went with Beauty, number two, by Jeremy Hahn and Jason Hurley. Beauty was really good. Yeah, I like the story. I like the whole thing how, you know, you, this drug, you know, you have sex, you come out looking beautiful, and then you blow up and die. Well, we didn't, we didn't even <laughs> talk about Beauty, number one. I don't think it made our list. Oh, we didn't? Um, if you don't know what Beauty is, it's basically this STD that a lot of people want to get. Because when you get the STD, it makes you beautiful. You got the clap. <laughs> <laughs> No, so all these people want to catch the beauty because, like I said, it makes them beautiful. So, like, 80% of the population is walking around as pretty as they can be. All their fat melts away. They have perfect perfect skin, perfect face, everything just Yeah, no disease. Uh Kind of like the superior Iron Man thing. (laughs) Kind of like what was going on in that storyline. But, turns out there's a side effect to the beauty, and it's death. Yeah. (laughs) You get blows up. The cops are the only (laughs) ones that kind of know this, the only ones that have kind of put it together. And you basically spontaneously combust. You burn out from the inside. He's on fire. <laughs> so like 20 or so people have already died from it. They don't really know what triggers the combustion, but they know that's what's happening. They know that it's caused by the beauty. Mm-hmm. Well, the main cop, the main guy who's the, the focus of the story ends up getting the beauty the night before this issue starts. Uh, his, his wife cheated on him, caught the STD and then gave it to him. And then when he got up to go pee in the middle of the night, he saw himself in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, he was pissed and he was pissed. Uh, so he goes to work and of course everybody on the task force is like, what happened? (laughs) (laughs) And you know, his whole life is in shambles, but now he's even more driven to figure out what the fuck is causing everybody to die. He don't want to fucking die. And he doesn't want to die. Of course. Of course. Things go a little bit wrong. Uh, you know, they're, they're researching the woman who died on the bus in the last issue. And all of a sudden there's this newscaster talking about it and he just bursts into flames on live TV. Mm -hmm. So now the public's kind of starting to get aware of what's happening. And, you know, it's really good. It's a really interesting concept for a book. Um, I'm really enjoying it. I would say it was definitely in the top five books I read this week, but it did not crack my top three. Hmm. Uh, I like it a lot. I, I like what's happening at the end now, you know, so uh, <laughs> I don't want to spoil it for people, but it's about to get dangerous up in there for him. So what was your pick of the week? Uh, my pick of the week is actually a brand new book from Rick Remender and Sean Murphy called Tokyo Ghost. That's and a good book, too. It's about this guy who's kind of like a RoboCop hunter kind of guy. Uh, he's one of the, he's like a, a sol- solitary policeman, but he's tapped into this cybernetic infrastructure and the more and more deep he goes into the cybernetic world, the less humanity he retains. 
So, you know, he gets more accurate, he gets more strong, he gets more abilities the deeper he goes into this, like, Matrix-esque kind of thing that's in his head. But he also loses his humanity as he goes along. And his partner is this girl who is completely in love with him. They're, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever they were before he started going down this dark road. Uh, and she tries to make him hold on to his humanity, but he's not very good at it. And they're trying to track down this uh, cyber terrorist who's hacking people and, and messing up people's lives. And it's a pretty badass fight. I mean, he basically rides around on a motorcycle and he's got weapons and stuff. I mean, he like grabs a guy by the throat and like slams his head into the ground and starts driving on the motorcycle. It's bloody. You know, there's a really cool action scenes in the book. And when they finally do manage to catch and kill the guy, uh, she tries to bring him back to humanity side by like having sex with him in the middle of the road. <laughs> that was freaking funny. <laughs> Which is really weird. Um, it's definitely a Rick Remender book. You know, you, you get that same kind of feel from him. You get from a lot of his stories. You know, I'm a big Rick Remender fan. I really like this. I thought it was a really cool number one. Uh, it's a little bit wordy. So if you don't like books with a lot of dialogue, you may not enjoy this as much. But I loved it. And uh, I'm looking forward to reading more. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. It was pretty good. Uh, it was in my top five. The fight scenes were amazing. Yeah. They really were. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a little wordy, but it was still good. It's still a good read. So, it's still a good book. I agree. <laughs> so that's it for comics. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, tweakedaudio.com. If you go to Tweaked Audio, they have seven different styles of headphones in seven different colors. Uh, you can pick any kind you want. They have in the inner ear, over the ear, under the ear. <laughs> Pretty sure before long they're going to have those ones that transmit directly into your brain. What the hell, man? <laughs> uh, like they have some really cool stuff. And if you use our promo code, which is comical, you get one third off the cost of your order, which is a huge discount. Yes. Plus free shipping, which is even better. Of course. Anywhere worldwide. And these these earphones come with a lifetime warranty. So if anything breaks, they'll replace them immediately. Yes, they will. And uh, you actually had yours break, and you got new ones within two days. Yes, I did. That's that's incredible. Uh huh. Really good customer service. Just all around awesome company. Uh, podcasts sound amazing. The headphones have great bass. They have some that come with like phone capabilities. You can call people with them. Just I love them. They're a great company. And if you buy some headphones from them, it supports the show. Yeah, they're so great. People can come around the corner and creep on me. I don't even know they're there. <laughs> <laughs> so go to tweakedaudio.com and use promo code COMICAL. Again, it's one-third off the cost of your order, plus free shipping anywhere worldwide. Also, if you want to support the show, there's a couple other ways you can do that. Uh, we have merchandise for sale. You can go to cafepress.com slash comical podcast, and we have t-shirts, keychains, mouse pads, dog shirts, a lot of different stuff. I mean, we don't even talk about all the stuff you can get. You can get coasters. Wallet. <laughs> you can get a wallet. You a can get clock. A, a watch, a wall clock, you know, an American flag, wh- whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> you know, comical slapped on everything. So go buy some cool comical merchandise. Support us, especially shirts. Buy shirts. Because you can wear them, and you can show them to the world, and show everybody that you love the show, and you support the show, and then... You know, maybe strike up a conversation with somebody and tell them about it. Yeah, spread take a, the word. Take a picture with the shirt on, send it to us, and we'll retweet you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You Buy know, Lord Horsticles, help with my shit tour, and take a picture with Lord Horsticles. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, go to, again, that's cafepress.com slash comical podcast. Uh, anything you guys do is greatly appreciated. Of course. And the last way you can support us is by just PayPaling us some money directly uh, to comicalpodcast at gmail.com. Show's kind of expensive. You know, we got to pay for hosting fees every month. And we host our shows in two different places on SoundCloud, and it's on our own personal server. And then we also um, go to a lot of cons, like we're going to talk about today. We also are trying to do a bunch of new stuff, like we're going to be doing the tattoos on episode 100. We buy a lot of comics every week. You know, the show is expensive, is what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. And anything you guys can do to support us, we greatly appreciate it. I mean, yeah. even, even if you only give like 2 or $3 on PayPal, I mean, that's tremendous. That helps us a lot. Yeah, we appreciate everything. So any, anything you guys can do, 
we greatly appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, we'll give you guys a shout out. Of course. For sure. So. Hey, see me at the con, slip me a 20. I'm no <laughs> <laughs> Lord Horsicles got to eat. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's enough uh, shilling. Let's mm-hmm. move on to talking about what we did yesterday. Okay. What did we do yesterday? Yesterday, we went to Comic Palooza Fanfare, which oh. is a, a new con here in Houston. I mean, Comic Palooza has been around for a long time now, like five or six years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we always go to the main event every May. Um, this is a new thing they're trying. It's a smaller con, a few more celebrities, a few less comic book artists. Um, it is it was interesting. It was very intimate, very small. Lots of great artists there, lots of local people to talk to. Uh, we actually met a few local artists that we have not been able to meet at previous cons because it's just overwhelming. You know, you go to most oh, conventions, yeah. they're so big. You talk to a lot of people, and you don't really get to, get to everybody. So this time, we had a little more time to walk around and actually get to know some of the artists a little bit better. Uh, we met Brian Salinas. He was really cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, we spent a lot of time, of course, talking to our friends, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> so it, it was just a lot of fun. And if you have the opportunity to go next year, I highly recommend you go. Yeah, I had a blast. I mean, you talked, we see all our friends there, uh, fellow podcasters, you know, and then, like I said, we got to meet the local artists and we got to be closer friends with them, talk to some of the celebrities even more. Yeah. Um, it's a great time, you know, take pictures with people. It's like you said, it's very intimate. It's very family oriented. It feels very, you know, nice in there. Yeah. I enjoyed myself. I did too. I had a lot of fun. Um, so we did do a few interviews with people that we have not interviewed yet before. We were going to talk to Ming Chen like we always do. Of course. <laughs> you know, he's always a fun to talk to. We, we did chat a little bit, but we didn't record it. Um, we went to his panel, which was interesting. He did talk about a few things that I've never heard him talk about before. Yeah. Which was kind of cool. Craig asked him interesting questions. And then one kid in the audience asked him about if he listened to uh, Korean punk music, <laughs> which <laughs> was definitely unexpected and interesting. Um, is that what he said? I couldn't understand him. Yeah. He was, he was tough to understand. He, yeah, he was. had a strong, thick accent, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they were talking about Korean and, and Japanese music. Yeah. So it got kind of off topic and, and not necessarily always about comic book men or always about, I sell comics, but, just kind of getting to know Ming a little more personally, which I thought was cool. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, hoping that sometime we'll get to sit down with him and actually have him on for a full show. Yeah, but. and then and then by big surprise, if everybody follows my Twitter or our Facebook or our comical thing, you got to see Ming DeCleese. Yeah, <laughs> Ming did put on the horse head, <laughs> which was fun. Uh, so we, we saw the panel, and then we went downstairs and uh, you know, wandered around, talked to a few more artists and stuff, and then we made our way over to the celebrity area, and we did a couple interviews. So yes. we're going to play those for you right now. Uh, the first one is Alfonso Ribeiro. Who, if you don't know who that is... Oh, come on. It's Carlton. <laughs> Carlton from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Uh, as well as last year's winner for Dancing of the Stars. Uh-huh. And uh, the new host of America's Funniest Home Videos. Yes. And he's got a cooking show. And he has a cooking show. And another show after America's... As, as he pointed out to make me look like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> I made the stupid mistake of saying he'd only been on TV not so recently. I didn't realize he had won Dancing with the Stars. It was my bad. Uh, but you know, he had no problem putting me in my place. Oh, it's funny. He looks right at me. I got to put him there. I got to tell him when he doesn't know what to talk about. I just laughing because he was like all funny about it too. Yeah. He was a really good interview. It was a lot of fun to talk to him. Real pleasure to meet the guy. Uh, I, I grew up watching the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So it was, it was kind of surreal to meet Carlton. Yeah, no, I, I watched him on Silver Spoons and then you know, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and saw him on Dancing with the Stars. I mean, that's a show you don't watch, but I do. Uh, it was great. He was so nice. And of course, he took a picture with us. Yeah. And I posted that, and people are like, oh, my God, you got to meet Carlton? (laughs) (laughs) Definitely a a cool guest to bring Uh to a con like this because he's not a guy that really goes to a lot of cons, you Mm -hmm. know? I think that's what John, the owner and uh, producer for Comic Palooza, wanted to do is bring people that aren't always at cons so that this could be kind of a new and unique experience. 
That's pretty good because you and I, we've talked about this before. It's kind of hard to go back to another con that has almost the same people every year. Yeah. Because you, you've done it, you've talked, you've got it, you know. So it's good to see new people, yeah. new blood. Yeah, definitely. So we're going to play that interview for you right now. Here it is, Alfonso Rivero. Hey, guys, we're at Fanfare today, and we are talking with somebody that we haven't seen on TV in a long time, but we're happy to see here at Comic Palooza Fanfare here in Houston, Alfonso Ribeiro. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing great, but now you have seen me on TV a lot lately. Uh, you know, just one Dancing with the Stars, so uh, this last year, and had a show that came on on Monday night. I've got, you know, I've got to prove him wrong when he, you know, he said he ain't seen me on TV in a while. No, I just did a, have a show called Dance Battle America that came on Monday night after Dancing with the Stars, so been busy. Okay, well, that, that's on me then. I mean, I've seen you in a lot of reruns, let me say that. I watch Fresh Prince all the time when it's on TV, right on. but I'm not such a huge Dancing with the Stars fan. It's just, you know, not my thing, but everybody likes different stuff. I mean, look at him. He can't dance. No, definitely not. <laughs> we don't see you as light on your feet? No. <laughs> Maybe I could box. I don't know. I don't think I could dance, though. <laughs> well, okay. Now, I grew up watching you, uh, Silver Spoons, right. back in the day, and of course, I'm a huge fan. Always love to dance. I was, lo- I mean, that's why I'm nervous, man. Seriously, it's like meeting someone. It's like meeting an icon that you've been watching for so long. Right. Yes, and I saw you on Dancing the Stars. I watched it with my wife and everything else. And so it's just a pleasure to meet you. Thank you. So do you read comics? Um, I, I, I'm not a big comic guy, uh, so that's kind of not, you know, where I'm not here for that part of it. I'm here just kind of to uh, be here for fans and, and to hopefully bring some people out and and, uh, and get, to, get to meet and hang out with the fans. I mean, that's really for me what it's about, um, you know, just really enjoying them. So uh, that's kind of what I'm here. But yeah, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a comic book guy, but I love the movies that are done that, you know, I'm a, I'm a Superman and Batman and, and Avengers and Iron I'm, I'm I'm that dude. I love watching those movies. So um, that's kind of my connection to it, I guess. Are you hoping to get a part in any of those movies anytime soon? Well, I'm not really thinking about that, but I mean, if they offered me a role, I would not be pissed. <laughs> you seriously have good acting chops. I'm, I'm being fair and honest. I know everybody probably teases you. You probably hate this crap. I ask you about the dance and everything else. But no, seriously, you are one hell of an actor, and I think you do pretty good. I, I, think, I think I could do something. I think, you know, I could... Uh, I could be an uh, Iron Man. I could be Samuel L. Jackson's, you know, like little brother or something. <laughs> you know, it could happen. It could happen. <laughs> Very cool. I'd love to see that, actually. <laughs> so one of the things that uh, Comic Palooza did in promotion of you coming is they asked people to do the Carlton dance. Right, right. Did you watch all those videos? I mean, I know there was a lot of them. I- I've not been. They've not sent them to me. So I've got um, to have them send it to me so that maybe tomorrow uh, I have the ability to, to know what, you know, when someone walks up. I'm like, oh, you did the dance on the things. I, you know, I haven't been able to see it, but uh, hopefully I'll see it. Well, actually, we, we did a promotional thing where we handed out free passes for Fanfare, and a lot of people that did the dance, I stood behind them and mimicked them as they did it. Okay. <laughs> so you may see a lot of me in a few of those. I like it. I like it. I, like, I'm, 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 I can't wait to see it. <laughs> so I asked a lot of celebrities this question. You work with a lot of good people. You work with Rick. You work with Will. Anybody else you're looking to work for with? Um, well, I mean, you know, right now I'm, I'm just enjoying what I'm doing, which is um, I'm obviously the new host of America's Funniest Home Videos um, that premieres on ABC on October 11th. And, you know, that's a solo gig. So um, I'm enjoying the hosting thing. Um, it's like, yes, you know, being an actor, I will always and always love acting. But um, I'm really, really enjoying the hosting thing. So having that show and having um, my Food Network show called Unwrap 2.0 that actually premieres the day before on October 10th. Uh, it's like I'm, I'm enjoying being a host, and, and that's really cool for me. So I'm not, you know, really looking at it where it's like, ooh, I want to act with this person or that person. Um, 
but I certainly wouldn't be pissed. You know, if I'm working with, uh, if I was part of the Avengers crew, that'd be that'd be kind of cool. That'd be I'd, I'd be very very happy with that crew. I can tell you, we'll definitely be watching you on your new shows, hosting, because you are a funny guy. You really are. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, I'm serious today. It's very serious. You know, not not serious at all. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I didn't even know about the America's Funniest Home Videos things. That's really awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, we're, you know, um, after Dancing with the Stars, ABC came to me and asked me, you know, ultimately what I wanted to do. And uh, there was a poster of the of the show on the wall, and I said that show right there. And uh, the, the, the president basically said, well, that's actually the show we'd like to talk to you about. And so it was a kind of a match made in heaven and, and uh, uh, a show that I feel really, really kind of fits uh, what I do best, uh, my, my fan base. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a family guy now, and I love the idea that, that AFV is a show that you can sit down with all ages and know that you're not going to watch something that's going to be, you know, R-rated, um, or, you know that that's going to make you as a as a parent not want to not want your kids to watch. It's all you know really funny, and it's great. It's great. It's great television for for families to sit down together on a Sunday night before starting their week. Uh, you know before the the the, 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 the hectic week that, that that they always have where they can just sit together and enjoy. And so it's perfect for for what I want in television. I have really fond memories of sitting and watching America's Funny Home Videos when I was a kid too. So it's really cool that you're getting the opportunity to do that. Yeah, I'm 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 super excited, and you know Tom Bergeron obviously uh, was very supportive in me taking over for him, and he was leaving the show already, so it didn't it wasn't a situation of taking his gig, um, but it was you know him stepping down and saying this is the guy that I want to do it, and I think he'd be great, and so it's it's it, you know a super vote of confidence. So I'm I'm very happy. Well, it's good to see people like yourself, really good people, genuine people and good family man values, actually getting the chance to keep on doing what they love. I mean, we're, that's awesome. I can't tell you how happy we are for you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks for uh, coming in and talking with me. Yeah, thanks for giving us a few minutes. Absolutely. All right. And uh, enjoy the rest of uh, Houston Fanfare. Thank you. And we're back. You actually got his name right. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people had trouble with that. I don't think it's that hard. Yeah, somebody called him Alfonso Romero. The other day. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's that hard to say, but I guess, I guess maybe for some people it is. I don't know. Uh, the, ne- the next person we talked to definitely has a harder to pronounce name. Yeah, I don't even try. <laughs> so after Alfonso, you know, we went to Ming's table, but it was just crowded. Yeah. He definitely had a lot of people coming to see him. Yeah, we're not trying to monopolize this. Time. And we don't, we don't want to monopolize that because a lot of people want to talk to him. So look like stalkers. Uh, we went over to a voice actress. Uh, well, she's not just a voice actress. She does animation production uh director producer whatever (laughs) she does a little bit of everything in entertainment Mm -hmm. but i think she started as a voice actor and her name is samantha anua hart look at you man you've been getting good at these yeah well i I messed up too many in the (laughs) (laughs) just like me today huh (laughs) (laughs) so uh we, we wanted to talk to her specifically about voice acting because for the last i don't know six months or so uh we've been talking to miguel trying to kind of push him to maybe pursuing that as a, as a second career or something. You know, I got no skills to do that. What's wrong with you? I think you do. I think you're pretty talented at it, actually. Uh, and I would love to see you actually go out there and try to make it happen. So we want to talk to somebody that already entered the industry who knew what she had to go through to get there and kind of pick her brain a little bit about what was good and, and what worked and what didn't work. So here's that interview, uh, Samantha Inua Hart, and I hope you enjoy it. Hey, guys, we're here with Sammy Inouye Hart, who is a producer, actor, animator, voice actor, director, a lot of things. And uh, she's here at Comic Palooza Fanfare. She's going to do a little interview with us. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on here. Yay! 
Hey. So the reason we wanted to interview you is because Miguel has been toying with the idea of becoming a voice actor. Uh, he, he obviously does a lot of sh- voices on our show. He does Merman, he does Horstocles, he does Bubbleclees, like lots of different characters. But he wants to know how to break into that industry. Oh, uh, man. Um, well, it's a little bit different now. Uh, w- when I first started voice acting, it was like around 98 or 99. 1998 or 99, wow. I, my, my career is older than some kids here. <laughs> um, I, back then, they were actually advertising for, you know, it's like, hey, want to be in an anime? Come come over to the studio at uh, you know ten in the morning on Saturday, you know, and and there'd be like a crowd of people, and um, so it was a lot easier to get into voice acting then. Nowadays, you're probably going to need to have a demo reel and an agent, um, so it, it's a little bit tougher. It's a different ball game now, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you think that having a hundred plus episodes of a show where he's done multiple voices would work as a voice reel? Um. You know, there's. Uh, it really depends on what type of voice acting that you want to go into. Like, if you want to get into things like, uh, you know, it's like audiobooks, or if you want to get into, you know, it's like more uh, industrial type stuff or commercials, you might want to just find a paragraph in a book and read that. Um, and a lot of times, as far as voice acting is concerned, it's not about how many voices you can do. It's about how your voice sounds to the director. Because when you go in, I, I never have a preconceived notion of what my voice is going to sound like for a specific character. Because half the time, I don't even know what character I'm going to be doing as soon as I walk in. And uh, sometimes I don't even know what show I'm in until months later when I get a DVD that says, Oh, you were in this. But um, so a lot of times the director will sit there and they call you in because of how your voice sounds naturally. And then they're like, can you pitch it a little bit higher? Or can you say you know, your words with a little bit more nasal sound to it? And, and you develop the voice right then and there. It's a little creative process. So, so you don't have to know how to mimic you know, different voices. And, you know, it's like... Not you know, don't do like an Arnold Schwarzenegger or, or you know Stewie from Family Guy or anything like that. You know, it's like you want to just go in with your own voice. So to start, it's good advice. Yeah, it's really good advice. I mean, I don't know what these people are thinking. Him and my boss say you should go do try this. No, 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 no. I don't think I'm that funny. I don't think I'm that good. I just act like an idiot. That's what I do. Some of your voices for it. Dance, monkey, dance. Dumerman. Well, that's the other thing. I can't do this. I'm also a very nervous person. I, it took me forever. He had to, like, seriously con me into doing this podcast. <laughs> I fought him tooth and nail for, like, six months. I'm scary. Well, you know, you look that way. I'm just saying. <laughs> do Mickey Mouse. I can't do Mickey Mouse. Come it on, hurts. Mickey. I can't do Mickey Mouse. It hurts. <laughs> no, I really can't do Mickey Mouse. It's really, it's terrible. Do Bubble Cleese. Hey, how you doing today? It's Bubble Cleese. How's it going down there in Houston, Texas? Got some skill, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, have you ever actually uh, have you heard of the the term cold reading? Cold reading is when you go into a sound room, uh, you do not have the script. You know, it's like it's not like 
for live action acting, you get a script beforehand and you get to practice you know, your acting. When you, do, when you go in to do voice acting, you walk into the sound room. You don't know anything about your character. They just sit there and they show you, you know, it's like, you know, if it's for a video game, they might say, this is, you know, here's a paragraph about your character. This is what your character looks like. Read it, create a character voice. You know, and here, read this line. Boom. You know, it's like, and so you, you need to be able to read whatever anybody puts in front of you as quickly as possible, but still act. So one of the things that I do is I read things like newspapers or Merck indexes, uh, science manuals, because those have big words that are really, really, you know, complicated to say. And Oh, no, thank you. Thank you, though. I don't drink soda. I'm sorry. I just advertised. No, I'm like Grandpa Simpson. I can't handle the carbonation, and I'm just like, ah, the bubbles are burning my tongue. So yeah, I'm. It's a it's a texture thing. I don't like the bubbles. They just blech. Um. So um. But yeah, you have to be able to know how to cold read. So you have to, you know, the best way to do that is to read things that are tough out loud in front of people, uh, you know, uh, because you're going to have to make it sound interesting. So if if you can practice at home just reading things out loud, you know, that'll help you. What were you going to say? Because you were pointing at me. I was going to say, like, that's kind of how we came up with Bubba Cleese. Like, we didn't have a voice plan for it or anything. We sat there, we went back and forth for like three minutes, and then I said, do something, and you came up with that off the top of your head, and now it's been a recurring thing on the show for 20 20 episodes. I, psh, whatever, just me being stupid. That's all. <laughs> I mean, there, there's sometimes when when I go into a sound room. I was a, a there was a show called uh, Magical Play, and um, just random random little things would happen, and they and they would have what's called walla. Walla is where it's like your crowd scenes or just random one-line characters. And that's actually where it's like you can go in and they might be like, okay, here's your character. Boom, you see it. And it's a man in, you know, tight spandex with big muscles and makeup on. You know, it's like, you know, girly makeup. And you're like, okay, create a voice for that. Boom. You know, and, and here's your line. So it's like on the spot you have to be able to just create something so um so if if you're able to to create character you know voices on the spot that's actually a really good good quality to have to to start well thank you that's okay (laughs) wow uh i don't ever think i'm talented at all to be honest with you i just go up there and be stupid and as my wife says i'm a little crazy (laughs) the voices in my head are talking and then they just start coming out i have Sometimes I do stuff I don't even mean to. Like, I can listen, what we do for a living, we talk to people all over the country. And I'll start talking to someone from Georgia, and next thing you know, I'm talking like, hey, how you doing there today? It's a pretty nice day, isn't it? Yeah. And i got to catch myself, because then I'm, next thing I'm talking to somebody in New York, is like, would you like some coffee with that donut? You know, you know right here? You know, I, I, it's just a bad habit. I, I have to, like, stop myself half the time. <laughs> I think all voice actors have that problem. I mean, it's like... And whenever I hang out with people, you know, it's like who have a very thick accent. I mean, I think it's natural, you know, that you end up starting to sound like them. I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> it's like you, you, you put me in a room with, with a whole bunch of Japanese people. I'll start sounding like a little Japanese person. 
Well, that, that's not that hard to do, because whenever you put me behind a, a wheel of a car, I start sounding like a Japanese person. <laughs> so are you local to Houston? Uh, no, I'm in Austin, Texas, uh, which is it's like about two and a half hour drive from here. But yeah, I guess you could kind of say I'm local. Close enough, yeah. yeah, it's close enough. Are there any places where you, you would suggest he could go to, uh, to pursue this if he wanted to? Uh, there's several places, but, um, but right now the, the competition has gotten really, really, really tough. Um, I mean, to be honest, I kind of like the way that Rooster Teeth kind of went about getting their things done. Is They just created their own projects and started, you know, creating character voices for that and look what happened they became their own big huge company red versus blue is on its how many season now yeah and it's like and then they came out with ruby um which is amazing and it's like yeah i mean it's like the the best way i would think and this is if you have the money uh, and the resources is to actually create your own project like you know the podcast you're you're getting your own brand out you know but um but if you want to get into into uh more like medical related recordings like i did a lot of medical stuff uh you know because it pays well i can't i can't complain it pays the bills you know it's like you, you uh, i i was the person that would record the your std test for <laughs> gonorrhea came up positive <laughs> thank you have a good day your next appointment will be on October 17th 2015 yeah and, and it's like and it pays really well it actually pays more than anime <laughs> so you know <laughs> yeah it's like you are not the father <laughs> please please arrange your appointment for for doctor blah 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 you know it's like and but that's the thing a lot of people when when they think oh i want to be a voice actor it's like they automatically are like i want to be in cartoons you know but cartoons are great but a lot of us voice actors don't just rely on cartoons because sometimes the cartoons don't pay all the bills so uh, so we have to be open-minded, you know, get recording jobs, go, contact your local radio station and see about, you know, doing some commercials, local commercials. You know, that's, that's a good way of, of creating a demo. That's demo fodder right there. That's a lot of good, uh, good advice. I do mention ED a lot on the, <laughs> on the show. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the naughty part. You haven't given it to us yet. Well, you can't give it to me because of all the ED. <laughs> you need some Cialis. I don't have ED. <laughs> well, how am I supposed to know that? <laughs> what did you say? It was like one out of every 12 horses suffers from ED. <laughs> Uh, well, anyways, thank you, Sammy, for taking the time to talk to us. It was a real pleasure. and uh, Oh, it was really pleasurable. <laughs> do you have anything you want to uh, promote before we let you go? Uh, you can find me on Facebook. I'm the only Samantha in no way hearts on there. I'm sorry. My last name sucks. <laughs> it's just a name, right? What can you do? 
it, w- it was really tough as a kindergartner learning how to spell it. Sure. All right. Well, thanks. Thank you. And we're back. <laughs> she was pretty funny. She was pretty funny. She was I really nice. Her. We talked to her for a long time. Yeah, we did. 15 minutes almost. She really gave us a lot of advice. You kept on pressing that point. He really wants to do this. I never once said, I want to do this. You guys are like, you should do this. You should do this. You should try this. Well, you started to express some interest in it. If you had never expressed interest, I wouldn't have kept pushing it. <laughs> you know, she did give you some good pointers, and she did seem kind of impressed with what you could do. I mean, you did try out a few voices on her, which I thought was cool. Yeah, I just dropped, what, a merman, a uh, bubble cleaves. I even broke out the Jonathan Joss on her. <laughs> Well, then you started talking about how you mimic people you talk to as well. Oh, yeah. That's a bad habit. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's like a a crucial necessity for people that want to do voice acting, you know? I guess. So it was pretty interesting. It was a a good conversation. You know, somebody we don't normally talk to. Some, you know, we don't really do a lot of voice actor interviews or anything like that. But I like how she was able to say, you know, you just go in there, you got a cold read and be able to do it on the fly. Like, see, that's the thing. As you could tell when I was talking to her and you were trying to get me to do voices and you wanted me to do Mickey Mouse, which you know it's hard, I was nervous. I, I, don't, I don't think I can get over that, the nervousness that she doesn't have a problem with. Yeah, you can. I mean, it's like you wanted me to do stuff on TV. I tell you, I don't have a face for that. I don't, I don't, I don't think I can do that either. You can, I, get, you can get over nervousness. I, I got nervous when I was a kid sometimes, but you know, at some point I was just like, this is stupid. What do I care? I don't care what people think about me. Why would I care what people think about me? <laughs> I mean, I went to college and everything else. I did speeches in front of everybody, did yeah. all this stuff. That was not a problem. But when you're trying to do something like voice acting, or trying to be, I guess I, I feel the point that people won't think I'm funny. And it kind of bothers me. But that's, that's the thing. You're, you're in audio recording now. You know, we do this podcast. If we fuck up something, we can always re-record it. It's the same thing there. If it's not funny, you just re-record it until it is. It's not that hard. I mean, you don't want to do 25 takes, sure. <laughs> but, you know, you do three or four, and nobody's going to be upset about that. Yeah, but how many times have I finished recording with you here? Like, man, I suck today. <laughs> and then after I edit it all together, it's fine, right? I still suck. No. no, no, no. See, you, you're just too hard on yourself. I think that's part of the problem. <laughs> Stop being hard on the beaver. <laughs> no, I don't know, man. It just—it was really cool to talk to her. She's very talented, and you got you got to sign Stitch. I did, I did for Heather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Heather's a big fan of Lilo and Stitch, so she did the uh, the voice acting for Stitch and also some of the animation stuff. I think so. Uh, she wrote Heather a nice little thing on it and signed it. It was pretty cool. The best part was like, oh no, you pay twenty dollar, you pay twenty dollar <laughs> right now. <laughs> that was so freaking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's she's definitely talented. Definitely. Oh yeah, she's talented. So. After that, we just kind of wandered around a little bit more, talked to some of our podcaster buddies, and uh, I think we did a little bit of browsing. I don't think we bought very much, but no. just looked around and then headed home. Yeah, sadly, we're broke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need some money, people. <laughs> I know, right? We can't afford to buy what we want. <laughs> uh, we did meet a few of our, our listeners. That was kind of cool. Yeah, I know. We ran into some some guy. What was his name again? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm messing with you. <laughs> we met Seal Adams. You know, it was Seal great. Adams has been really supportive. We started listening to the show a couple weeks ago. He'd been retweeting everything. He really likes it. So it's cool to meet him. Yeah, I know. I mean, I was looking at his picture on, on Twitter. I'm like, okay, he's here. And then we were sitting behind him in the main thing. I was like, is that him? I'm looking to this, trying to like, trying not to be all like creepy looking from the side. I was like, I think that's him. Uh, you can try. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, it was him. <laughs> so, you know, it was great to talk to him. I would have liked to hung out with him some more. Um, you know, everybody was talking to us, and then so I hope we didn't come across like some dicks. <laughs> There's just a lot going on. At one point in the con, I felt like I knew more people in the building than I didn't. <laughs> like, yeah. I had, I, we were in this aisle, and literally three quarters of the people in the aisle were people that I knew or I was friends with. And there were so many conversations going on in every direction around me, and I was trying to pay attention to all of them and be involved in all of them. And then my phone was ringing. <laughs> yeah, I know. At one point, we're sitting there talking to uh, one of the artists. 
and talking to your friend uh, TMIAJ, or I can never say the letters right. Mark Nicer? Yeah, from the Jedi from the show. The Radio Podcast. Yes. And then Bar Media comes up from behind us. And then Rob Zip comes up there, and like, and then I'm talking to the lady who does uh, art. The Mike from the Madman crew shows up, and hell yeah, <laughs> party picked up. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty hectic for a little while there. Yeah, it was, man. It was like, wow. <laughs> it's fun. There, there's that saying again. It's like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, all in all, fanfare was a success for us. It was a lot of fun, and uh, hopefully, we'll get to do it again next year. Yeah, it was great. I mean, we got to hang out with our good friends, and we hung out with the Metal Geeks. We hung out with Pop Mojo, you know, you know George, and so you know George was going to tell us some more funny stories. Oh, that reminds me, though, it's your turn to tell me a funny story. <laughs> All right. Well, this is something that happened. Uh, Strip club? No. Ah. No. I'm not George. I didn't grow up in one. You know. <laughs> something that happened a couple weeks ago. Uh, Heather and I were driving home kind of late at night. It was like nine o'clock or so. Uh, she was in her car in front of me and then I was behind her and we were on a road. There's not a lot of cars around us or anything. We, we turned into this turn lane and all of a sudden this Cadillac comes flying down the road at like a hundred miles an hour, slams on his brakes, pulls up next to Heather and Heather's on speakerphone. She's talking to me and her mom at the same time. And this guy in the Cadillac starts honking his horn and like pointing at her. So she rolls down her window and she's like, can I help you? And it was like a younger black dude. He was like, can I just tell you, you were so beautiful. I saw you back there and I had to chase you down. He's like, I, I just wanted to come and tell you, you have a real pretty smile. What's your name? And she goes, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> my name is Heather. And he's like, are you married, Heather? She goes, yeah, I'm married. How long you had that problem? <laughs> <laughs> And she goes, uh, I'm, it's not really a problem. I've been married for 10 years. And he goes, where's your husband at? And he, actually, he's in the car right behind me. You're on speakerphone talking to him. And he turned around and looked, and I, I like kind of did like one of these. And, he, <laughs> and then he just took off. And he turned green. <laughs> Don't be pulling up and hitting on my girl right in front of me. <laughs> it was so funny because her mom was on speakerphone, too. And her mom was like, what the hell was that? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> See, now, I thought you had game. Now, if he'd rolled down the window, he goes, hey, beautiful, how you doing? <laughs> oh, for me? Yeah. <laughs> I would have played along. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Not much short stuff. What you doing? <laughs> <laughs> man, you don't know that guy was short. He probably got out of the car like 6'2". No, he was definitely short. He was short. <laughs> you, can, you can tell when somebody's short. Mm-hmm. He was short. Kevin Hart short? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> So that's my funny story. I don't know how funny it is, but just a funny thing that happened fairly recently. That's kind of funny, man. <laughs> it's kind of creepy, too, the fact that he followed her. Yeah. Who does that, really? You ever track down a girl in a car? No, but... Uh, I mean, not to like scream at her and tell her what a horrible driver she is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you've gone after one or two to like scream at them. <laughs> Maybe, but it, I don't even know who it is, and it could be a guy or a girl driving. It doesn't matter. And yeah. Road rage is a different story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I know somebody here recently who had somebody track them down too, follow them all the way into the grocery store and say, hey, I just come get you because I needed to get your number because you were so beautiful or something like that. And and then she was like, no, stalker, bye, <laughs> police. <laughs> Actually, that reminds me of another story too. Uh, when Laura, my mother-in-law, was here a couple times ago. Oh, gosh. <laughs> her and Heather had gone shopping. And uh, the very first store they went to, I don't remember what store it was, but there was some dude in there. And Laura was wearing sandals, and he kept remarking on how pretty her feet were and how much he liked her toes. 
And he was like, can I just, can I just smell your toes? Can I kiss your toes? And she was like, no. What? What the hell? So they left that store and they went somewhere else. And then he followed them. And he was like, come on, please. I just, I really want to see your toes. Can I, can I, can I lick them? And she was like, no, get the fuck away from me. Oh my God. I forgot about that. I just reminded, was reminded of it. But yeah, some creepy dude followed him to like three different stores, constantly asking Laura if he could like suck on her toes. <laughs> what the hell, man? Yeah. I don't even know what to say to that. That's crazy, right? <laughs> that is weird. Definitely got a toe problem here. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not that kind of dude. I mean, I, whenever I wasn't interested in other girls besides Heather, I didn't really just chase them down and <laughs> for their toes. <laughs> yeah, I was never like, damn, you have nice socks on. <laughs> <laughs> damn, girl, love your earlobes. <laughs> <laughs> your nostrils just do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to stick something in your nose, though. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> What's wrong with them? Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Tell you, man, you got to go packing nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, that was my funny story. Oh, that's pretty good. Two good creepy stories. Yeah, creepos out there. It is getting close to Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, let's move on to this week's comics, movie, and TV news. All right. Uh, it's not that much this week. Okay. Which one do you want to talk about first? I want some movie news, man. Movies. So this one's really cool. You know who Bill Finger is? No. Okay. A lot of people don't because DC has kind of made it so the people don't. He's one of the co-creators of Batman. Okay. You know, everybody knows Bob Kane. Okay. Bill Finger is the other guy. He's the one who created a lot of Batman supervillains, a lot of the important things that made Batman Batman. Okay. And DC has never really given him his due. He doesn't get a credit on a lot of stuff. Bob Kane does, mm-hmm. but Bill Finger really doesn't. So this past week, DC finally made an announcement that they're going to rectify that situation. Bill Finger is going to have a creator credit on not only Batman versus Superman, the movie, but also on Gotham, the TV series. Nice. So I think it's totally deserved. I think it's about time that he finally gets the respect that he's owed. And I'm really happy that that's finally happening. Is he still alive? No, he passed away in 1974, I believe. Well, that kind of sucks. Yeah. So, well, at least his family will know. At least his family will finally get that satisfaction. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, so next, it was announced this week that Warner Brothers is developing a Blue Beetle and Booster Gold movie. I know a lot of people are going to be really excited about that because they're kind of the comedy duo in the DC universe. Everybody really likes them because they're very, you know, positive and funny. Um, I'm not that big of a fan. I mean, I love comedy books, but I've never read too much of those characters that has really excited me. I mean, I've seen them as a lot of crossover kind of stuff, but I never read any of their main titles. Everybody tells me I should. Maybe one day I'll finally have the time to go back and do it. Huh. Uh, if the movie's coming out, I definitely think I'll, I'll try to read some of their history. I think that's pretty cool, though. Yeah. Blue Beetle's Mexican, isn't he? He's a Mexican um, kid, I believe. I'm not sure. I'm I think he's a Mexican sure. kid. Maybe. Um, anyways, I think it's kind of cool that they're doing a lighter, more comedic movie since almost all their stuff is really dark. Yeah. <laughs> dark. So, it's pretty cool. Yeah. You go see it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the best thing about it is that Greg Berlanti is actually writing it. Okay. Uh, he's the guy who creates and produces Arrow and The Flash and Supergirl. So Nice. So it'll be really good then. I, I imagine it'll be pretty good regardless. But I, I definitely want to like learn more about the characters before I go and see it. True. So, and that's it for movies. Movies was kind of small this week. All right. Give me some TV. Okay. So <laughs> this is kind of interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, if you haven't heard the news yet, somebody that we really respect, an actor who we're both big fans of, was arrested last week here in Texas at Alamo City Comic Con. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Manu Bennett. Got arrested for assault. Mm. He was at a party, and some guy got in his face, and apparently Manu Bennett punched him. That's what you do. And then he left. 
Nice. And the police showed up and took him to jail. That's terrible. Who the fuck challenges Manu Bits? <laughs> <laughs> Some douche. I mean, that guy is is like scary ripped. I mean, he's like, I mean, he's not super tall, I don't think. But I mean, as many things as I've seen him fight in, Spartacus and, and Arrow. And I mean, that guy's a skilled fighter. You know, I follow him on Facebook and Twitter. He's He's obviously like very athletic. He's very into like extreme sports kind of stuff. I mean, not a dude you really want to fuck with. I, <laughs> I mean, it sucks that he got arrested and, and he's probably gonna have to pay the guy a bunch of money Yeah, to make this go away. That, that definitely sucks. But like, why do people got to do that kind of stuff? It ruins it for the rest of us. Cause now he'll probably never come back to Texas. No, well, maybe he will. He's undefeated in Texas. He's one and zero. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that guy got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> uh, he could be, could be. <laughs> but we don't really know the whole story, you know. Yeah, we weren't there. We didn't get to see the whole story. I mean, we skipped Alamo City this year. Kind of wish I had gone. Now told you to go. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody said it was good this year. Yeah, that's what I keep on hearing. Maybe next year we'll go. So I show more anger to you for not going. Yeah. <laughs> anger. I was sick, so there wasn't much. Ah, it is true. <laughs> um, so moving on. Uh, we got the first images of Red Tornado from the Supergirl TV series. Yeah. Uh, he looks pretty cool. Actually. Yeah, he does. Uh, it's a very interesting costume. Looking forward to seeing that in action. Again, the show hasn't even come out yet. <laughs> well, the pilot's out online. A lot of people have seen the pilot by now. <gasps> you saw it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a better costume than Diggles. <laughs> I think that's the standard comparison for all TV series costumes at this point, right? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Uh, also, a new teaser trailer was released for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this Friday, and it showed more of the Inhumans, and it showed more of the Inhumans artwork and that kind of stuff, so I'm getting pretty pumped about that. I'm really looking forward to seeing the Inhumans in action. Yeah, I still got to finish that last season. Damn it. <laughs> I got a couple episodes left. Get on it, man. I, when do I have the time? Well, you finished Mad Max, finally. Yeah, I did. So I gave you, like, I don't know, 25 hours worth of TV and movies <laughs> to watch. All I'm telling you is witness. Yeah. <laughs> you loved it, right? I did love it. Okay. Damn it, you're going to make me come out on this now? Speaking of movies. All right, all right, this movie is freaking awesome, man. I just couldn't. I was like, it never stopped. The action never freaking stopped. Like, we kick off with action. I'm like, we don't stop till, till everybody's dead. Yep. <laughs> like, that was great. Damn. It was really good. I enjoyed the movie. It's pretty awesome. Uh, that's it for TV. Comics. Comics. Uh, speaking of the Inhumans, uh, this, is a, this is a spoiler. So, for any of you who don't want spoilers about what's going on in the comics coming up, don't listen to this. Skip over it. <laughs> skip over like 35, 40 seconds, because we're going to talk about something that's a little bit uh, revealing about the future of the Marvel Universe. What if I don't want to know? You get to. Ah, you <laughs> freaking dick. <laughs> so, you know, Marvel does previews. You know, uh-huh. They release like the first five, ish- five pages of a new issue that's coming out. So, the previews were released for Extraordinary X-Men number one. Okay. And there's a scene on the second page that shows Storm talking to Jean Grey saying that the Terrigen Mists are killing the mutants. And also, that they have turned all of mutant kind sterile. Wow. So we're right back to no more mutants. Holy crap. Uh, and I think the Inhumans are going to become the new focal point of the Marvel Universe. Like, we talked about this before, that we thought that's what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But the X-Men are really getting pushed out if like they're going to start dying from the Terrigen Mists. Damn. Right? Yeah. So, I don't really know what to think. I mean, uh, Axel Alonso did say a few months ago that the X-Men were moving to their own new world or whatever. Uh, maybe he meant that literally. Maybe like, you know, they're going to get on the Blackbird and like fly to some other planet. It's going to be Planet X-Men or Planet X or whatever. Yeah, they're freaking dying. Time to go. And, uh, you know, humanity and humans are just going to inhabit the Earth and the X-Men are going to go away and do their own thing, which 
kind of a shame because X-Men is really my favorite of all the Marvel franchises. Mm-hmm. I really love mutants. Um, sad to see them go if that's really what's going to happen. But I, I don't really mind the conflict between Inhumans versus X-Men. I think that's kind of cool. But I, I feel like if the Terrigen Mists are pushing them out, it's a losing battle for the X-Men. There's no, there's no way to win. Oh, Wolverine comes back. You know, they all get his healing power and they're good. Well, that's, that's the other thing. They, they announced the team for Extraordinary X-Men. And uh-huh. it's... A lot of the people you expect, mm-hmm. Cyclops, Rogue, Storm, you know, Jubilee, like like old school X-Men, 92 X-Men, uh-huh. minus Wolverine, plus Old Man Logan. Wow. So Wolverine's back, but as Old Man Logan, <laughs> which I'm okay with because he's even more surly as an old man. <laughs> God. It's kind of <laughs> cool. It's kind of cool. I like the team. I'm just not uh, not sure how I feel about them having to get, go off world or whatever. Yeah, I'm okay with it. <laughs> you don't love them as much as I do. No, I don't. I'm, I don't know. I, I don't know how to. I don't know how to process this just yet. It, it'll hit me later, I guess. Okay. Well, the very last thing on the agenda is that uh, DC has teamed up with Scholastic to put out a kids book series called Secret Hero Society, which is going to be like Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman as if they were middle schoolers. Wow. <laughs> and uh, the first issue is going to come out in February, so it looks pretty funny. Huh. It seems really lighthearted and just like, you know, what would these heroes be like if they were kids and they all went to the same school? And I'm sure the supervillains all go to that school, too. That's going to be funny. It'll, it'll be pretty funny. Fights in the playground. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're into kids' books or, or you have kids or whatever, this might be a great way to introduce them to comics. Uh, I'll probably be checking it out the first one at least just to kind of see what it's like. But it sounds fun. Yeah, I think so. I think I'm going to pick it up, too. And that's it for news. Wow. Short week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to remind everybody to follow us on all of our social media. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash comical podcast on Twitter. I'm at comical podcast. I'm at comical podcast too. On Instagram. It's the exact same. Yeah. Uh, also you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, pretty much anywhere podcasts exist. And if you listen to us on any of those platforms, please leave us a five-star rating, leave us a review. Uh, just try to promote the show as much as you can. We really appreciate it. And uh, that's pretty much it. So you want to close this out since my voice is like pretty much gone? I was going to say, you sound kind of raspy. Yeah. <laughs> I <keep> on laughing, bitches. <laughs> That's kind of what you sound like an orc. Yeah. Well, anyway, guys, thanks again. Appreciate it. Support us. Love you. Keep on laughing, bitches. <laughs>